Just Greeks and Beats, Episode 3, Pride and Passion. Welcome to episode three of my podcast series, Just Greeks and Beats. This episode is named Pride and Passion, which are two of the core fundamental characteristics, beliefs, and concepts of a Greek person. We will get into that shortly, but before we do, let's have a recap on last episode and what was discussed. Being my third episode in this series, I hope there would be a significant quality improvement from the first episode and the product being delivered to your smartphones, computers or radios is enjoyable and entertaining. I would honestly love your feedback guys and you are welcome to visit my website at geffy.live or my Facebook Instagram pages at Geffy Live Radio or just search Geffy Live Radio in social media and please do send it. Last episode, I touched on my passion for community. Oppa! There's that word again, passion or bathos in Greek. See what I did there? I'm linking episodes like we would link chunks of meat onto a souvlaki stick. A common definition of community can be a group of people with diverse characteristics who are linked by social ties, share common perspectives, and engage in joint action and activities in a geographical location or environment. We also looked at the Greek community in Australia and the meaning of the aspora, which is the movement, migration, or dispersion of any people away from their established or ancestral homeland. Greek people constitute one of the Australia's longest settled migrant populations. A further explanation was given to the holy word of this podcast series, Kefi. And I also talked a little bit about Greece and its name Hellas, which derives from the Hellenic Republic and also its geographical location. Greece is a country of great interests and diverse cultures, influenced by its location at the junction between the East and the West and by the many occupations of the Greek people throughout history. Greece is a peninsula and a mountainous country located in the southeast of Europe, in the Balkans Peninsula. The country has the largest coastline in Europe, 13,676 kilometers to be exact, including roughly 2,000 islands, but only 168 of those are inhibited. In later episodes, we will talk about travel and I will discuss with you my top 10 islands. The country is washed to the east by the Aegean Sea, to the west by the Ionian Sea, and to the south by the Mediterranean Sea. Greece, in fact, is the gateway to Europe with its geographical location. And throughout history and also in modern times, every surrounding country wants a piece of it. Well, we Greeks say ohi, but you can have a piece of moussaka. Ela de vlaka, fai, fai le vlaka, fai, fai, fai. 
Perfect line there. The Greek mainland consists of many regions such as Stereae Lava, Central Greece, Peloponnesos, South Central Mainlands, Thessalia, the East Central, Epiros, the Northwest, Macedonia in the North, and Thraki in the Northeast. Peloponnesos is the most popular region of the mainland. It is located in the southern part of Greece and it looks like an island connected to the mainland with two bridges. The bridge at the Corinth Canal and the bridge of Rio Antirio, which is one of the world's longest multi-span cable-stayed bridges. It crosses the Gulf of Corinthos near Patra, linking the town of Rio on the Peloponnesos Peninsula to Antirio on the mainland uh, side of Greece or the Athens side of mainland. The region is dissected by high mountains that extend southwards towards a landscape of fertile plains, pine forest, upland, and craggy foothills. Within this region lays both my parents' birthplaces, my dad from Plaka, Arcadias, and my mum from Gargaliani, Messinias. All you Acropolis now um, followers or fans would uh, remember the, the little town called Gargaliani. Yes, we'll get into that a little bit later. Many of the Greek revolutionists who recaptured Greece from the Ottoman Empire in 1821 are from the Peloponnesos, such as the great warrior Theodoros Kolokotronis. I mentioned in episode two how it was common to see kavgades, meaning light-hearted arguments, erupt on the street. Trust me when I say this, they do not happen on the streets, but also in homes, at workplaces, at coffee shops, or even just the gafenia, even at the altar at a Greek church. It's part of Greek life, eh? These impassioned discussions may provide brief entertainment for onlookers, but generally end without hard feelings and lingering emotions. To fully understand the Greek communication style, one must appreciate their love for the discussion and their passion for Gephi. There's that word again, guys. The Greeks recognize Gephi arising when an engaging conversation with good company becomes particularly delightful and fulfilling. As such, they may enter and or and initiate discussion, hoping it would stimulate them to achieve gephi. Often, as a radio DJ, I use the term to gephi, which means I'm going to create the gephi for you. I'm going to give you a good time. Hopefully, that's what you're getting out of these podcasts too. I'm installing the gephi into you. Now, let's not get too cheeky here. When I say create a good time, it generally means above the bed sheet. Can you guys imagine Gephi under the sheet? You would be making love so quickly, it would be over in a jiffy. Well, then again, nothing out of the ordinary for most anyway. <laughs> Whoops. Gephi is something we would associate with a sexy tziftetelli, a Greek belly dance or a Zembekiko, a Greek dr drinking dance, or even an El Salvadorian salsa. You know, the way that Escobar grooves his moves and then gets into a bit of action. Not Gephi, I'm talking about under the sheet action. Um, actually, you know what? 
I don't know where this podcast was going. Um, we might head back to business now. Back on track, yeah? <laughs> In this episode, we will touch on Greek pride and passion. Pride is an emotional state deriving positive effect from the perceived value of a person. Pride refers to a content sense of attachment toward one's own or another's choice and actions or toward a whole group of people and is a product of praise, independent self-reflection and a fulfilled feeling of belonging. Philosophers such as the great Aristotle have noted that pride is a complex secondary emotion which requires the development of a sense of self and that pride is distinct from happiness and joy. One definition of self-pride is the love of one's own excellence. Pride can also manifest itself as a high opinion of one's nation, the national pride and ethnicity, the ethnic pride. Greeks all over the world are constantly proud of achievements out of their ancestral lands. In 2004, Every Greek person around the globe, or those with a Hellenic connection, were proud to be Greek. They were proud of the Greek national football team. For the first time in history, a country with no big name players, a team of on-field football warriors, lifted the European Champion Cup high, right, just beating a team full of highly paid and well-known internationals of Portugal, such as Cristiano Ronaldo. Shoot! Goal! Sicoseto, togami meno, demboro, demboro na perimeno. Ah, oh, those adventures on the steps of Parliament House, painting the streets of Adelaide in blue and white. Just bloody amazing. Opa, plenty of kefi that morning. Whew. There you go. That's passion and that's Geffy, all in one, wrapped up like a like a gyros, you know, the, the, the meat and the tzatziki inside the bit. Anyway, gone a bit too far there. For me, pride is a little bit more. Pride is part of who I am. I'm proud of my parents making the decision well over 40 years ago to come here to Australia and to make a life. I'm proud that on one hand, I'm an Australian born and part of this beautiful country with so much opportunity, but I am also proud of my Hellenic heritage, of my connection to the land of crystal blue waters, of mountain filled terrains with ancient architecture still on display, filled with so much ancient history. I am proud of the fight each and every Greek has in them, the passion that each person has to pull their land out of every problem it ever faced. Just look at 1821, when Greeks fought the Ottoman Empire to take back their country, or in World War II, where Greece stopped other nations crossing through their country for war. Even in recent times with Greece pulling out of the worst ever recessions and now returning to a thriving powerhouse in Europe. Greek people are commonly very passionate people, just like the previous episode where we discussed gavrades, the cheeky arguments that are all based on someone's passion for whatever the topic discussed may be. A person would not get into an argument 
if they did not have passion behind their opinions. When it comes to love, to cooking, to even simply just living, Greeks are passionate people. They will speak with passion, cook with passion, live and party like there is no tomorrow with passion. If you hang out with Greeks or you know the Greek culture, you know what we're talking about. You know what is, is what passion is. If you don't, you will just have to meet and experience it firsthand by either visiting Greece or by meeting a Greek person. By now you may have noticed that passion and gephi come hand in hand. You may be right in saying that Greek passion is gephi. Something that Greeks are most definitely passionate about is music. This now leads us into the second part of my podcast series title, The Beats. Yes, one of my most favorite topics because I am very passionate and absolutely love my music. Music in Greece is of unbelievable diversity due to the creative assimilation of different influences of the Eastern and Western cultures of Asia and Europe. Music is an important aspect of daily Greek culture. It has a long history dating from the ancient times during which poetry, dancing and music were inseparable and played an important part in this ancient Greek's everyday life. The Greek tragedies, the theatres used music as one of its main elements. Then, with the fall of ancient Greece and the evolution of the Byzantine Empire, Greece and its music got a little more ecclesiastical. In the 400 years of Ottoman domination, it was influenced by the Eastern sounds. It was then reborn in the 19th century with the opera compositions of Nikolaos Manzaros, and Spiros Samaras. From that moment on, Greece produced many talented artists, including great composers to fabulous interprets. Music in Greece became an expression and a testimony of the slavery years, a weapon of opposition against the colonial authority and a way to express love, death, human fears that accomplished the Greeks in their everyday life. During the time of revolution in the 1800s, Greek folk music was created. This is the style of music I will focus on in this episode. And there's plenty, plenty more to discuss, but therefore later episodes. The Greek folk music, in Greek, dimotiko or paradosiako, refers to the traditional Greek popular songs and music of mainland Greece. This kind of music evolved from the ancient and the medieval Greek era. The lyrics are based on dimotiko, folk, poetry, and are popular themes of love, marriage, humor, death, nature, water, sea, religion, and about kleftes or amartoli, various war fighters and battles. The songs are played mainly in the following styles. Sirtos, or more commonly known as Akalamatiano, Tsamiko, Balos, and Apentozali, which derives from Crete. Some notable Dimotika songs include Itia, Milo Mukokino, Tomadili Kalamatiano, Muparagileto Aidoni, Enasaitos, Yerakina, Saranda Palikaria, and the Nisiotika, the island folk music, Ikariotikos, Samiotisa, Thalasaki, Armenaki, Dirlada, Ligaria. 
Musical instruments used in Greece are the clarino, the clarinet, the lira and the lauto, the lute, the, tam- uh, the tamburas and gaida, bagpipes, the zurna, the shawm, the dauli, a drum, the dajares, a tambourine, the zilla, paired groups, and the violin, violi. Uh, here, here is a quick snippet of a Dimotico song called Enasaitos Kathotane. An eagle was sitting. All right, now, to keep you all on your toes and to bring you back to reality, let's have a quick language session and finish off with some cheeky fun. This episode is an extension of last week's greetings, a bit more formal than just Yasu. Χαίρετε, a formal way of saying hello. Kalimera. This literally means good morning or good day. It is used as a greeting in the early hours of the day as a replacement for hello. Kalispera. Kalispera means good afternoon and is used in the same way that Kalimera is, only that this is after 12 p.m. Kalinichta. Kalinichta means good night. This phrase is commonly used as a goodbye to close out the night. For example, as you leave a tarvena or a cafenio, you can say Kalinichta as you walk out the door. There's some etiquette involved with uh, the greeting people in Greece. First of all, it is customary to make a greeting as you walk into a shop or a restaurant or other establishment in Greece. Seek the person out. If they greet you first, simply respond back to them. If they don't greet you first, just say Yasu, Kalimera, Kalispera, whatever part of the day it is, and that is acceptable. When it comes to greeting people in Greek language, it all depends on the situation you're in. Make sure to select the perfect word. All right, now for some cheeky fun. My top 10 reasons why I am proud to be Greek. One, we are European champions in football. Well, We were in 2004, but it feels like it was yesterday. Two, because we always moan about the public sector, yet everyone seems to want to get a job in it. Three, because we created the Olympic Games. Four, because there is no way to explain to a foreigner what kapsura, the burning desire for someone, or what kefi really is. Only Greeks know that real meaning. Five, because we always make it, even if it's in the last minute. Number six, because we love with hate and passion. There's that word again. 
Number seven, because Philotimo doesn't exist in any other language and we will never visit anyone empty-handed, nor would we ever let them visit us without us feeding them. Number eight, whenever foreigners cannot find a word, they use one of our own. Number nine, Socrates, Pluto and Aristotle were Greek and we gave birth to democracy. Number 10, because when we were building the Parthenon, the others were still sleeping on trees. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another podcast episode of just Greeks and Beats. In episode four, I will be conducting my first interview with an amazing young lady who is just as passionate as I am about the Greek culture and traditions. So much so that she has created an exciting children's book series to express it all. Stephanie Timothy is an Adelaide-based journalist and author who has created the series Ikoyenia, which features four rhyming tales about one Greek girl and the beautiful relationship she has with her family. They are perfect for the modern Greek-Australian family and are written in both English and Greek to make learning fun. We will hear more about them in episode four. Don't forget that you can also tune into my weekly radio show where I get to play all the new loved classic beats for over two hours of live stream fun every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Adelaide time via facebook.com forward slash Geffy Live Radio and also Geffy Live on YouTube. This is Valandi and I will keep your Geffy streaming. <laughs>